What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 312th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me today, Will. I'm kind of with you. I, I think that you are doing some kind of psychological experiment where you're trying to find out if I record better when I'm sleep deprived. Could be. Uh, could be. I mean, it's E3 week, so it's a little, a little hectic. Some uh, people speaking on stages, announcing games. Announcing games that I have no interest in, and I looked at it and I was like, that looks real boring. Congrats on all the hard work you put into your real boring game, friends. <laughs> uh, Rochelle, also here? I'm here. Two I'm weeks even awake. In a row. Well, the Two secret is, is this is like your normal hours. Yeah, like this is the middle of my work day, so I'm fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not fair. Okay, so game plan for the episode. We have some Pokemon news we're going to run through. Uh, we are going to... Probably spend the majority of the Pokemon news talking about Let's Go. Mm, some of that might be a repeat of last week, just in, in facts and what we actually know. Unfortunately, uh, this comes out the day before Nintendo's E3 press conference, or their 45-minute direct or whatever. Uh, I will be streaming that if you are curious and want to watch that on twitch.tv slash pkmncast. You, if you need somebody to watch E3 with, it is not as exciting watching it by yourself. But if you want me to not be impressed when they su show Super Smash Brothers, that will be me. Uh, because I have no interest in any kind of fighting games. But if they do show something Pokemon related, that'll be really cool. I don't think so. And uh, if they show Animal Crossing, that'd be even better than Pokemon, I think. Because I'm really itching. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If they show Animal Crossing, I might just quit and make my own Animal Crossing podcast. So <laughs> I'll be I'll, I'll be your co-host. <laughs> Done. Perfect. The whole show's canceled. We're all jumping ship to <laughs> Animal Crossing. 9 p.m. Pacific, which I think is 11 p.m. Central, which is 12 p.m. Eastern, if I know time zones. But if you need somebody to watch with, twitch.tv slash pkmncast on Tuesday morning. If not, no big deal. That's also... 10 in the Forgotten Mountain Zone time. There zone. you go. Does that really exist? <laughs> I mean, well, if it doesn't, like I've been showing up? up late or early to work for a few years now. So, Well, what about this? Maybe you actually live in a pocket dimension that's not really part of this universe. I mean, oh. I'm not going to rule it out. Okay. Knowing my luck. We're going to recap some stuff. I think there are, we, we're going to pull from Polygon for Let's Go. So there's some stuff that we didn't talk about last week. So if, if it's a repeat, we'll just go through it real quick. But that being said, let's just jump into some Pokemon news right away. First bit of news here is off Bulba News. A Pokemon vending machine has been announced. Who cares about Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee when there's a <laughs> vending machine called Pokemon Stand? which is to be installed in four locations in Japan, one at the Hendiya Airport Terminal, uh, one in Aqua City, one in Ibina Station, and one in Ashigara Station. I probably butchered all of those. Uh, no, you 100% butchered all of those. Congrats. Perfect. Uh, there are four limited Pikachu merchandise items in them. From June 15th, they will be considered gyms in Pokemon Go. 
Also, Rotom powers will be given away via serial code, which I I'm assuming those are the Rotom powers in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. You just can redeem more of them through entering a serial code. You get them like a mystery gift. Yeah, that's what I assumed. That's Neat. cool. Yeah. Next bit of news here is uh, several new cards from the next expansion for the Pokemon trading card game have been shown. Uh, that set is called Celestial Storm. And four cards uh, have been detailed and shown from that. That set releases on August 3rd, 2018. There's an Elect- Electrode GX, a Jirachi Prism Star, a Stock Stack Attacka GX, and a Beast Ball card. I'm just going to run through these real quick for our TCG listeners. And Will, you might be familiar with Electrode GX because all Electrode cards in the game kind of do the same thing. I don't think I've ever seen an Electrode before, no. Uh, oh, maybe uh, maybe it got discontinued before you started playing because I think it was Heart Gold, Soul Silver it was from. But uh, I believe so, yeah. Electrode GX has 190 HP, has an ability, this is always kind of the same, which allows you to attach five energy cards from your to your non-EX slash GX cards by sacrificing your Electrode GX, which would be two prizes. You're giving your opponent two free prizes to attach five cards, five energy cards to any of your Pokemon in any which way you would like, as long as they're not EX or GX cards. I believe you would get them from the deck, although Bulbapedia does not specifically say but that's how it's usually always has been. Uh, on top of this, the ability Electrode has two attacks. Electro Ball for 50 damage. Doesn't really do anything special. And a GX attack called Crush and Burn. The same energy cost as the other one. One Lightning, one Colorless. It will allow you to remove any amount of energy cards from any Pokemon in any order to increase the attack power by 50 energy per energy card removed. Too long, didn't read. Every energy you discard, uh, it does 50 more damage. Other card here is Jirachi Prism Star. If you're unfamiliar with the TCG, you can only have one of each Prism Star in your deck. So normally you could have four Jirachis in your deck, but be- but because this Jirachi is a Prism Star card, you can only have one. It has 80 HP, an ability, and an attack. The ability is Wish Upon a Star, which will allow you to put Jirachi straight on your bench if it was received as a prize card allowing you to take one more prize card in the process. It's What? It's, uh, I'll explain how that works in a second. It's a really cool mechanic, but probably not actually realistic. For example, when you knock out a Pokemon in the TCG, your opponent's Pokemon, you draw a prize card. You draw six prize cards to win. What this ability is stating is if Jirachi is prized and you pull it out of your prize cards, you immediately play it to your bench, and you draw another prize card. Now, there's a weird percentage of odds of of Jirachi being in your prizes, because how the game works is you draw seven cards. If you have a basic Pokemon, you put that on the bench, then you draw your six prize cards. So I don't know what the odds are. Seven out of my... 60 minus seven, and then six minus... 53, whatever that percentage. There is a card in the game, which is Gladion. And what Gladion lets you do is it lets you look at all your prizes and put, it lets you 
put Gladion into your prizes and then take out a card. So that doesn't really completely work. I don't know. There's probably going to be a card that lets you put Jirachi into your prizes, but it's probably not actually going to be playable. It's just going to be for fun. Speak of the devil, Beast Ball allows you to look at all your face-down prize cards. If any of those happen to be the Unultra Beast, you may put that in your hand, replacing it with a Beast Ball. So there are now at least two cards I know of that lets you mess with your prizes. And finally, Stakataka GX has um, an ability allowing all your Ultra Beasts to take less 10 less damage from opponents. And it also has some attacks. I don't know, it's a metal Pokemon. So there, there's your TCG update. I don't know that Jirachi card's weirded me out. I will say, like after like twenty years of twenty plus years of Pokemon TCG, it is cool that they keep introducing new mechanics. And I don't know if they these have existed in the past, and I just haven't played with them. But there are a lot of new cards that are specific to Beast Beast Ultra Beast Pokemon that really like changed the game like a lot of the ultra beast cards right now are dependent on your prize pile like it'll say like you can only use this attack if you have exactly four prizes or this card can be played if you have three or four prizes and i don't think that was ever in a, me a mechanic before but like ultra beasts get really strong when you're when you're specifically at three or four prizes and then once like once you have two prizes left, all those like moves or abilities like stop working. So it's kind of like a almost like a built-in catch-up mechanic or like a slowdown mechanic if you get like too far behind or too far ahead. It's really interesting. Uh, yeah, it's almost like somebody I have you ever heard of quadrant theory for trading card games? Mm-mm. So very quickly, quadrant theory, you analyze a card whether it is um good when you're losing, good when you're winning, good when you're tied. And, oh, what is the last one? I'll never remember what the last one is. So, basically, you want cards that are good when you're losing or good when you're tied, but you don't really want cards that are only good when you're winning because you're already winning. You don't need good cards <laughs> at that point in time. So, if, if the Ultra Beast cards help when you're losing, then they are really, like, excellent when, when you think about Quadrant Theory. Some Pokemon Go news here. There are two new shirts added to Pokemon Go. A Mew and an Eon Duo shirt have been added. Both cost 250 coins, which I believe is $2.50 USD. I think in order to redeem the actual Mew shirt, though, you have to have caught Mew in the game. Oh, I'm getting close. I've had it a lot for like two months now two like a month and a half to two months i just haven't actually clicked the like catch button yet i don't think i'm ever gonna catch Mew. so what step are you on uh well minding i have been playing pokemon go again for like a week okay i'm on step two but if i recall step two is you're supposed to like do a couple raids or gym battles or something you and i are on the same step <laughs> We're like sisters. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm yeah. pretty I'm sure I'm going to be here forever. Typically like, on Saturday nights is when I would go like do gym battles and stuff. And this past Saturday, I couldn't. So it's going to be a whole nother week before we can make a go at that one. Well, if it's asking for raids, like if you see like any any tier one, whether that's like a Magikarp or Swablu or Snow Runt, like those are easy to do by yourself. You don't need anyone's help. And they don't cost you any money because you get one free raid pass a day. So. Well, yeah, the here, problem. 
here's the thing for me. And this is, I'm starting to remember this is the reason why I didn't really play Pokemon Go very much. There's not a lot around me. Mm. Like, I have, there's a single Pokestop near me at a really, really sad, like, end of the trail, trail marker sign, like, a five-minute walk away from my apartment. But, like, I have, like, today, I had to get in a car to go to the grocery store to hit up some Pokestops just to get enough Pokeballs to be able to, like, catch stuff. So, like, there's not a lot of gyms around me. There's a gym over by the grocery store, but I don't, I don't know when to get to a raid there. Like, yeah, I don't, I go to the grocery store maybe once a week. Like I'm not there regularly enough to like know. Well, I don't have, yeah, I don't have that problem. I have plenty of stuff to go to. It's just raids happen at certain times, but I only play Pokemon Go at certain times. So if there's no raid immediately happening right when I'm playing Go, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, uh, this leads into our next bit of Pokemon Go news. The Water Festival is going on right now. From now until June 21st, there's a step in your, your guys' quest for Mew to evolve a Magikarp into Gyarados. Catch as many Magikarp as you can right now while they're plentiful. Um, and do not do what my mom did and evolve your Magikarp as soon as you got 400 candy because then you got to start over and wait till oh, that. Oh no! And wait till that quest <laughs> actually opens up and evolve, and so you can do it at the right time. Um, because I was like, hey, I told my mom I was like, hey, you have to evolve a Magikarp into a Gyarados, and she's like, oh cool, I have like 300 candy. I was like, okay, well that's like step seven. So when you get it, like don't evolve it and she evolved it when she was on step six so when she got oh, to like no. step seven she had to get 400 more candy oh no she was so close i know uh so that's happening right now the water event there are shiny shelter in the game uh which is orange if you're unfamiliar and there's also kyogre has returned or as some people call it koger which uh, can also be shiny if you care about uh, shiny legendary Pokemon in Go. The good, good old Kroger Pokemon. Patron Pokemon of grocery stores. True. I did catch an Articuno today. Nice. At the grocery store. Wait, an Articuno? Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the, the stamps. I was like, wait, you just said you don't do yeah. raids. <laughs> no, it was from the little stamps thing. I got the Articuno from the stamps, too. I was real happy about it. Nice. That's Articuno's all June. Um, so you can catch a couple more. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes those stamps are hard to get. I'm not going to lie. I just, like, trashed all the hard ones and all the gym and raid ones. And I'm just like, I'll just keep all the catch 10 normal Pokemons and hatch an egg and <laughs> throw three curveballs. Like, I plays- can do those all day. As somebody who plays a lot, I trash all those raid ones, too. Just like, I don't want to do this right now. Too much effort. All right. Before we uh, spend some time on the Let's Go stuff, this is, like, hard to talk about because it's so visual, but let's spend just a couple minutes on the Space World Pokemon Go. Sorry, not Pokemon Go. Pokemon Gold Space World Demo that was uh, leaked or oddly got released. I don't 
not sure what happened, why why this came out around June 1st, literally the day or two after Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Let's Go Eevee got announced. This this stuff leaked out or or purposely was provided to the public somehow. The timing for it just seems very weird, but anyways, if you're unfamiliar with it, I'm pulling this off GameSpot.com, not to be confused with GameStop, but uh, it says here, a previously unreleased demo for a classic Pokemon game has been revealed, uh, has revealed a treasure trove of unused design for monsters along with pre-evolutions and evolutions. The demo for Pokemon Gold and Silver was originally shown at Space World 1997. Uh, Nintendo's own trademark show that ran through the early 2000s. If you're unfamiliar with Space World, that was a Japanese-specific event. So people did play this demo in 1997, back in the day. Uh, This was a particularly early demo for Gold and Silver while they were still in development, showing the game a full two years before it was released, a lot of time for plans to change, and thanks to a ROM dump of the demo, we can see how much was shifted during development. Particularly notable monsters include pre-evolutions for Growlithe, Meowth, a fire-based starter which was replaced completely by Cyndaquil. The sprite, she- the sprite sheet even includes Pokemon Cut that may have come back later, a seal, a seal that looks suspiciously like Poplio in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Plus, it has a ton of alternative art that was changed before the final release. Uh, For example, the very different-looking Gold and Silver 3 Legendary Pokemon. So different-looking. Incredibly, this is the second look at unused Pokemon we've gotten in the span of only a few weeks. A recent uh, manga manga detailing the life and times of the Pokemon creator uh, Satoshi Tarjari showed off some unused Pokemon designs from the very first game. And I have the article to that as well. But again, this is hard to talk about because these... So visual. It's so visual. But inside the um, inside that book, it showed uh, four Pokemon that were never used. It showed a deer, a crocodile, a cactus, and a swordfish slash shark. And the swordfish slash shark also kind of was in the... Um, the gold demo, it was like a shark with an anchor. Not sure if those two Pokemon were related or or not, but um, they were thinking of sharks back in 1997. I'll give you that. Well, I'm glad they didn't make them because now we have a shark Pokemon and an anchor Pokemon, but no swordfish <laughs> Pokemon. No swordfish Pokemon. They got to catch up on their Gen 1 and 2 fish dreams. Like, Well, Gen 8 swordfish Pokemon confirmed. People were very quick to point out to me that Farfetch did have an evolution. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that was that was kind of cool. Also, like, not the direction I think I wanted to see it go in, but also, like, it was still cool to see that they thought about that. It's always really neat to look at, like, what they had in mind and to see what gets cut and to see what gets changed. I'm personally very disappointed that a whole bunch of these baby Pokemon didn't make it in. Mm-hmm. Like, the baby Meowth baby. is 
So cute. Number one Pokemon that I wish did not get cut is 100% Baby Meowth. Same. If Baby Meowth had not been cut, that would, I guarantee you that would be my favorite Pokemon at this day. Like, it is, so it's got a cute little round coin on its forehead. And and I'm I'm making hand motions (laughs) that you cannot see. Where is it on the chart? I can't find it. Uh, it's right after Smeargle and Girafferig and right before uh, the what seems to be a very early version of Purloined and Lipard. Next to the Girafferig. Girafferig looks oh, horrifying. Oh, I see Girafferig, I see Smeargle, and I see a little, it looks like it's crushed. Yeah, it's like a Meowth sleeping, but he's like hovering coins above his head. Yeah. That's cute. It's tiny and cute, and I love it. It also looked like it looks like that giraffe rig had a pre-evolution that ghost double ghost thing, and then they kind of just merged double ghost and giraffe rig all into one. So that's why its booty is like a little round ghost head, and then its head. I'm just gonna say I really love giraffe rig, but I'm so glad that they changed the tail part because, like, because the one I'm looking at has the back sprites. And it's kind of horrifying yes. to like have like this second head just staring at you <laughs> during a, that would be terrifying. I kind of like that one better. The one with the head in the back. <laughs> yes. Slowbro actually had like or or like the the thing that attaches to Slowbro's butt, the the clam cloister thing. That was its own Pokemon. That would have been so great. If they planned for that to actually be a Pokemon, how would we evo- how would you have evolved in a slowpoke into a slowbro? Like would you have to combine two Pokemon? Like or would it just not matter? There's a baby Grimer, which was like very like cute, but also looked like Ditto, but also was like kind of very meh. There was a baby Ditto that I don't know how or why that would have made sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you would have been able to breed Ditto. Maybe. There were all the early versions of Pichu, Cleffa, Iglybuff, uh, Elekid, Magby, um, Smoochum. They, they all looked pretty different overall. There were a lot of other babies that got cut that we talked about. Grimer, Meowth. Uh, there was a baby Ponyta, a baby Growlithe, a baby Paris, a baby Tangela. Just a lot that they seemed to like double down on and then decided not not to do anymore. Which is like fine, obviously. They probably did some kind of testing or something and saw that those Pokemon didn't resonate or fit the game or whatever they decided, I guess, to cut creative differences or like, hey... We made three versions of baby Pikachu, and this ber- version looked the best. They just decided there were too many babies, and they were wrong, so... Yeah. <laughs> if only they knew what we know now. Looks like there was uh, like a split version of, of Weep- Weepin' Bell. You know how like Gloom splits into Blossom and Vileplume? It looked like there was one that split into like this walking plant, Bellsprout-looking thing. Which was kind of cool. There was like this Porygon evolving into the spirit, like spirit, spiritful circles, spears, spheres, spheres that I got there. 
um, lion-looking dog thing. There was a really weird uh, licking tongue thing that didn't actually happen. That lick a tongue looking thing with the little whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, and the tongue that curls up on the end like a fruit roll up. Very good. I can't yeah, believe we didn't that's get that. supposed to be inside the body, not outside. <laughs> But it's like cool because you see like this licking tongue thing and you see an evolution of Tangela and you see, what was the other Pokemon? Like they didn't get Evos here, but they did get Evos eventually. Um, yeah, like there's there's a very clear like some of them just never made it and got cut forever. But there's a lot of them that you can look at and say, oh, they kept that on the back burner for a bunch of years and then tossed it in later. like. Oh, it's so fascinating. There's this horrifying one that looks like a doll that's been stabbed. Oh, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> where's that one? Um, Near the bottom. It's near the far fetch. Yeah, I am. Oh, it's got a pin through it. Yep. I see what you mean. Yeah, it just has this creepy... Man, I love it. <laughs> it has this horrifying smile like, everything's fine, but it's got like this giant pin stabbed through it like... I wonder what the lore would have been for that one. Oh, probably similar to Bennett. I mean, probably, but it would have been creepier because I would have been younger when I saw it. Oh, well, there's that too. (laughs) Uh, There was the big thing as well of the uh, Remoraid and Octillery actually looking like a gun and a tank cannon. It (laughs) does kind of make a little bit more sense from that perspective. But I... Kind of at least a little bit understand why they did not make yeah. Remoraid gun. Actually, like, remove the gun Pokemon from the game. <laughs> it's like, for the listeners, it's not subtle. It is very explicitly oh, a gun. Oh, very much a revolver, yes. At least the artillery, like, it looks kind of tanky, but it, you know, there's a little leeway, like, you can, in- you can interpret it a little bit differently. Sorry, Remoraid is just flat out like this is a gun with a face on the end. Like, although it does kind of make the evolution make a little more sense. Oh yeah, totally. I know that you, you could probably, if you really wanted to, search for the the ROM dump of of the demo and probably play it. I don't. I'm pretty sure from what I read about it, I I haven't played it. I probably don't plan on doing it, but I know you can't save, and I know that. I don't think Nurse Joy in the Pokemon Center actually works. I don't think she can actually like heal your Pokemon. I think those are like the two big things. She's actually sitting on a bench just reading a book. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. I'm on break. I ain't working. I know I'm the, on break. I know the not saving is, is a huge thing. And obviously, why would they have save functionality in, in something that was only be to be played by people at a trade show for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and then reset for the next person? So, I mean, okay. I mean, I don't think. I don't think playing it's going to give you more info than just what the data miners grabbed and dumped and showed you. Here were all the sprites in the game, and here were all the the um, the other little things that they might have found. But it, it's interesting. It would probably make for a fun Nuzlocke. No saves, no heals. <laughs> Try and catch those really, really delightful looking legendary beasts. Feel great. 
Well, if you like I said, if you want to look that look at the actual images of those unreleased Pokemon, probably easiest way to do it is Google Google search Space World Gold Demo. I think that that'll get you pretty much everything you need. Um, but we will please go look at these. They're delightful. They're very cool. We will take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about some more Let's Go stuff, and that'll pretty much be our show. Uh, it is E3 week, like we said earlier, so there's a lot of information for other games that are not Pokemon, just bombarding everyone in every direction. So we wanted to keep this a little bit shorter and sweeter for you guys. So we will be right back. Microsoft. Uh, they had the best presentation because they had this voice that kept saying, Exclusive. 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 Like over and over and over again. It was great. And it was like literally the same voice every single time. Exclusive. And we are back from our break. Uh, okay, let's do some. Let's go, Evie. Let's go, Pikachu. Uh, we are pulling this off of Polygon.com, not written by Allegra Frank. Surprisingly, I noticed that myself. Last updated June seventh, so three days ago, four oh one p.m. Eastern time to be exact. That's how up to date they are. So again, until we find more information, we're going to stick to what we know about this game. If you have heard something about the game and you have a source, please don't feel don't hesitate to email us or to tweet at us with the source. Love to talk about it. There's a lot of things that we still do not know, and that's okay. We're just going to go through this. If we've talked about it, cool. We'll just quickly move on. If not, no big deal. Uh, we'll spend some time on it. I'm going to go through this article. What is Pokemon Let's Go? Described by uh, Masuda as a remake of Yellow, the first Pokemon titles for Switch will take us back to the Kanto region, where the original Pokemon games were set. Players will start off in Pallet Town, meet Professor Oak, and encounter the 151 original Pokemon. In addition, elements of the Pokemon anime will appear, notably Team Rocket and specific characters. So I have a quick question. Which is very important. If they're saying this is a remake of Yellow, does Quest count as the first Pokemon game on the Switch? Or do I owe Will a tray of brownies? Hmm. I mean, da <laughs> da the, the, everyone's favorite game, Pokemon Dash, was the first Pokemon game on the DS. Hmm. I guess this is my fault for not... I did not anticipate a non-main series game coming before a main series game. So I didn't specify if it should be main series or not. Is the question whether this counts as a remake? The question is whether or not I lost a bet with you. Yeah, <laughs> the question or I not know. is who's getting brownies. I'll send you half a tray. There you go. Half win. Well, <laughs> Can you mail brownies? Is that a thing? I Why guess. Why couldn't you mail brownies? I mean, you could, but would they be good when they arrive? Yeah, you put them in um, plastic wrap. And also, I believe we know somebody who works for a package delivery company who could probably expedite the delivery. Wow. But 
It's well, almost like that person is me. <laughs> but what if what if it was like sitting in the the mail bag thing where all packages sit before they go somewhere else and then bugs okay. got in because it's food and they smell well, food. Okay. No, you so mail first it of all, in like a tin can or a Tupperware. Oh, yeah, okay. you seal it properly. <laughs> and like even if it sits for a day or two, like you'll still eat brownies if they're sealed properly on your counter for a day or two, like. That's true. Do I owe you brownies, Will? I, I'll have to think about it. Okay. Let me know next week. When is the release date? The brownies will arrive on exactly November 16th, <laughs> exclusively on the Nintendo Switch. And the games are $59.99 each. So not only has Game Freak convinced us to buy two versions of the same game for the last 20-some years, now we're all suckers. <laughs> And we're going to be buying two versions of the same game for $20 more each. They got us good. They got us good. It was the long, it was the long con. 20 well, years in the making. At least we have a lot of months uh, to start save, to, you know, save up. So wait, that's what? November is five months away. So if you save $30 a month, you'll have enough for both games. That's a dollar a day, Will. You save a dollar a day, you'll have enough for both games. Not enough to get both games and the Pokeball Plus. <laughs> Plus uh, another dollar. Put aside two dollars a day. There we go. What is the difference between the Pikachu and Eevee versions? So far, all we know is each game allows you to travel with the starter Pokemon in question, and you can dress them up. I guarantee you, dressing up your Pokemon will be the best part of the whole game. Uh, but they also said there'd be version exclusives. Yes. Which Pokemon will yeah. be available? Currently, the original 151 Pokemon will be available in the games, and Alolan forms will also appear. There will also be all. There will also be an one all new Pokemon appearing in both games, but we do not know anything about that. Can Pikachu and Eevee evolve? Your starter. Eevee or Pikachu will not be able to evolve, but any Pokemon that you catch will. Keep in mind that since the game will only feature the first generation of Pokemon, the only available evolutions will be Jolteon, Flareon, and Vaporeon. What about Pokemon trading, battling, and breeding? Players will be able to trade from their Let's Go games and battle other people via local wireless and Wi-Fi. This will require two Nintendo Switch systems, as well as an active membership through the Nintendo Switch online service, set to begin this September. The Switch paid online service will have subscriptions for one month, $4, three months, $8, and 12 months for $20. A family plan will also be available, allowing eight Nintendo account holders to share one single membership for $35. Well, I'm glad, brother. That uh, <laughs> that we're all family here. I like the family membership stuff. I think it's really cool. That'll be great for families with lots of kids. While online trading and battling will present will be present in Let's Go, there will be no breeding or eggs. No uh, eggs. No eggs. What is new about Pokemon Let's Go? The biggest difference between the original games and Let's Go is the catching system. Unlike unlike the unusual turn-based battle mechanics from older Pokemon games. Let's Go catch system is reminiscent of Pokemon Go. 
While Pokemon battles have been completely eliminated in the favor of maneuvering the Joy-Con to throw Pokeballs. Additionally, wild Pokemon appear visibly instead of surprising the players in the tall grass. Regular fights between NPCs and other players, however, will have the same turn-based battle system from the regular games. There will be a variety of difficulty in trainer battles according to Masuda. Additionally, a two-player co-op will be allowed. Two-player co-op will allow another player to join in and assist on the Pokemon adventure. This is very exciting for people who have friends. Yeah. I don't know, though. I think it's more like for like parents and kids, right? Because who is like an avid Pokemon player who's just going to like sit down on the couch and be like, I'm going to help you with your game and that's not going to progress with me at all. If me and my child slash BFF slash roommate. Yeah, I was just going to say, like if Rochelle was visiting my house, she'd be like, I'll play some Pokemon with you and yeah. throw balls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I would. But she would have her Switch, so she'd be like, I'm going to play my own game because I'm, I'm, I am I'm want to decorate my Eevee. Not hey. everybody is you, Steve. I and- can do both, you know. I can dress up my Eevee and help Will catch Pokemon at the same time. I, I just can't see like a situation where Irene would be like, let me sit down and play this with you when... She would be like, I would just rather play my own game because I actually can progress in that. And I'm not saying I that feature that situation. I can not saying that feature is bad, but it just doesn't. Seems like a very parent kid situation. I have heard specifically from a lot of parents with kids who are like, "Oh, it's going to be so much fun to catch Pokemon with my kids." So well, that seems cool. You can do it together. Yeah. Okay. So Eurogamer says that. Motion controls are compulsory, which is not great for accessibility. They say that you have to do the motion control and stuff as they showed in the press conference with... I keep forgetting this because I never dock my Switch. When you dock it, you still have to use the motion controls like they showed. But then they're saying that like when you play in handheld, you can use the button to throw the ball, but you still have to use motion control to aim, which is weird and zelda had that i hated that in zelda? so much yeah actually the motion control puzzles in breath of the wild are w- what made me figure out why i hated the wormholes so much <laughs> because i had the same problem with them where like trivia fact you may not know about me i have aphantasia which means i don't see things in my mind So, like, if I can't look at the screen, I can't see it. So, like, if I have to tilt it at an awkward angle and I can't see the screen anymore, I don't know what's going on. So, (laughs) it's not good for the 1% of the population like me. It's not good for people who have mobility issues with their arms or their wrists or their fingers or their hands. Um, It's weird that they would not make that optional. Pretty medium-high disappointed. (laughs) Well, let's see when it comes out, because one person's motion controls are compulsory, or another person's, uh, yeah, it's just the joystick. But there's there's a difference between, like, motion control and using the joystick, though. Oh, I know, for you and me. I'm just saying, Eurogamer may not have picked up on that. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. That was my least favorite part of Breath of the Wild, was, like, the motion control puzzles. And, there, I, and I 
there was like no way to turn it off or get around it. It just it was what it was. And I think there was the same thing in Mario Odyssey with like the hat flick. I I didn't play Odyssey to know, but I've heard people vocalize like they wish there was a button for the something with the hat. So those are just um, two very popular Nintendo first party games that clearly did not care. <laughs> they just stuck with the motion controls. Well, yeah, that's why which... I need somebody to make a Nintendo controller like they made for the Xbox. That's the like completely accessible controller because it's adaptable. I love that thing. Mm-hmm. Well, when your console is selling like hotcakes, you don't have to really listen to your audience anymore. It's the sad reality of it. Not saying they oh, shouldn't. No. I'm just saying like Microsoft plays a lot Microsoft had to play a lot of catch up the last couple of years and so like they do a lot of amazing things, but they are still playing catch up. Whereas like Sony and in this case Nintendo, they don't have to bend wills for anyone because they are making money hand over fist this console generation. Yeah. So that's your mildly disappointing part of the news. Well, we'll see. I mean, there's plenty of months before these games come out. I hope it is a misunderstanding, but I would be surprised if it wasn't based on previous Nintendo titles and based on how things went with Ultra. Well, let's put it this way. If it's not a misunderstanding, you and I will determine a way to hack it so that everybody can enjoy the game. <laughs> Done. Do you need the Pokeball Plus 2 transfer? No, you can use Bluetooth LE to transfer between Let's Go and Pokemon Go. Can you have multiple save files? Since Switch allows for multiple accounts per device, each account can have its free own save it can have its own save file. So a family of 3 siblings can have 3 accounts and 3 different Let's Go save files with the same copy of the game. Which is so cool. Are we still getting a regular Pokemon game? I don't know why that question was worded that way. Yes, Pokemon Go. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go is not intended or uh, intended to replace a new core game, which is set to be released in late 2009 on the Nintendo Switch. The new core game will focus more on the handheld features of Switch, while Let's Go will focus on the home console experience. Um, and I think, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but I'm pretty sure Masuda retweeted or commented to somebody and said there will be brand new Pokemon in this game. I will have that tweet for you guys next week. Although, like, there might be just another article about it if they show anything in the next two days. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, not a lot of forward progress on the uh, Pokemon Let's Go news, but... They'll probably, like, explode something in two days. Yeah. I mean, there will be... Uh, it will be playable at A3. Uh, Sun and Moon was was revealed in, what, like, February... It was revealed on Pokemon Day, like, three years ago, right? Sun and Moon was. And then mm-hmm. you, you could play it at E3 that year. And there have been Pokemon playable demos at E3 before... And usually the people who walk away from that are walk away going, yep, that was a Pokemon game. <laughs> I caught something in the grass. I did some turn-based battles. It was about 15 minutes long. 
So I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll get some of that on Twitter of people's experiences and stuff. And I'm sure uh, you'll get people who will say that the motion control stuff feels great or they don't like it or it's similar to Pokemon Go or it's not similar to Pokemon Go. Obviously, experiences and mileage with that will vary per person because surprise, not everyone is the same. What? People like different things. Who would have thought? Oh my gosh. This Are you is sure amazing. about that? I wonder how long of a wait it's going to be to play this. I cannot imagine waiting like eight hours to play like 15 minutes of a Pokemon game. Do you think the lines are that bad at E3? Yes. A hundred percent, yes. If you go to E3 and you wait for eight hours to try out the new Pokemon game, tweet at us. I'm excited to see what Nintendo does on Tuesday, whether it's Pokemon or not Pokemon. Well, it's going to be Smash, and probably there's going to be Pokemon in Smash. That's true. That's true. That that would be newsworthy. Uh, whichever always... Pokemon characters. Okay, everyone, give me your one Pokemon character you think is going to be added to Smash that hasn't already. So Mewtwo's off the table, Pikachu, Jigglypuff. Those are all off the table because they're there. What's what's the one Pokemon getting added? What are the criteria? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the. I I don't know how you differentiate um like Greninja being one and then Jigglypuff being the other. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> or like in is Pokemon. Greninja in there? Greninja is in the Wii U one, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Greninja, Pikachu, Jigglypuff, Lucario, Charizard, and Mewtwo are the six in the Wii U version, which I believe people call Smash Four. Uh, Incineroar. Oh, Incineroar would be really good. I'm just going to say Hoopa because I love Hoopa and I'm sure they could do something fun with that. Okay. But I'm also the person who wrecks people with Villager, so I don't have good taste. I am going to say Mr. Mime. (laughs) (laughs) They got to have that Gen 1 representing and uh, Mr. Mime could put up like barriers and stuff. That's real cool. Or just like Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan. Those would be cool too. I feel like they have to like lean on the Gen 1 stuff. Like one Gen 1 Pokemon and like one new one. But my choice would be Mr. Mime. Good choice. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Um, and then we'll, of course, be back next week. And we'll talk about what happened at E3. Uh, it might be, depending on what we get. We might talk a little bit outside of Pokemon just because of the excitement of E3 and whatnot. I think we've done that before, right, Will? We've always kind of done like an E3 show afterwards. Yep. And, uh, yep, because I, there's a, a song by Nick Burgess with my one of the phrases I used to describe E3. Yes, there is. There is, there is, there is. Uh, some house cleaning. We are like 16 reviews away from 900 in iTunes. So if you have Apple Podcasts on your phone or your computer or your tablet, which all would be iOS devices unless you're on a computer, then you would be using iTunes. Uh, If you would like to leave us a review, we're almost at 900, which is amazing and very awesome. Uh, Rochelle, where can they find you? Tweet me on Twitter, at Miss Delaney, or join me in the Slack. And Will? 
Oh, I get to say my own this time? Yeah, uh, yeah. At washing the sink on Twitter. <laughs> or if people want to hear me talking about Cardfight Vanguard, you can find me at Drive Check, a Cardfight Vanguard podcast. I can't say that a thousand times, and I still can't say it right. If you if you just search for Drive Check in iTunes or your podcast or SoundCloud thing, we'll come right on up. It's a it's we got a really cool logo. Can confirm. Otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. You can also find me on Twitch, where I stream pretty much six days a week. Twitch.tv slash PKMNCast. Just hit uh, 10,000 followers on Twitch, which is pretty cool. I'm sure 2,000 of those are fake robot Twitch accounts, because that's how Twitch works. But still, very cool to hit 10,000 in like eight months of streaming. So that's cool. Uh, otherwise... I said review us on iTunes. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Have a really good rest of your week. Hopefully Nintendo brings you uh, the game you've desired for. For most of you, that might be Smash. For others, that might be Animal Crossing. Animal for the, Crossing. For the very few, that might be Kid Icarus. I'm sorry for your loss. And uh, for me, it would be Animal Crossing. So hopefully that happens. But uh, we will see you guys next week. Otherwise... This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super Animal Crossing effective. Tom Nook. It's like candy and pizza rolls is your main source of nutrition. Exactly and, and you're, you're like a hundred pounds less than me. I just like, how is this possible? It's Super Effective was created and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork were also created by me. The music on ISE was created by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review in Apple Podcast or just tell a fellow friend about the show. ISE is my current job right now, and I need all the support I can get to keep doing it weekly. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so on Patreon. You can support me by heading over to ISE.cash. For as little as $2 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and chat with other trainers. And for $5 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Watermelon, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.